0: Can you hear me laughing? I've been nauseous for a while. I know, I know. I was taking an antibiotic that could make me nauseous. I acknowledge that. I'm laughing because my next thought was a pregnancy. Ha! I'm 74 and decades past menopause. So, why the nausea? It turns out that it's my ridiculously high blood glucose levels. It spiked while I was taking an antibiotic for a urinary tract infection and has continued to spike. It never occurred to me that it would continue to spike once I ended the antibiotic. My endocrinologist was surprised too. Type 2 diabetes entails high blood sugar, insulin resistance, and insufficient insulin production. Guilty on all three counts. I'd already had type 2 diabetes before two-thirds of my pancreas was removed but didn't take it seriously since my blood sugars were only a little high sometimes with the medication I was taking. I certainly take it seriously now my endocrinologist and I stopped the glipizide I'd been prescribed for the high blood sugar and started working with straight insulin. So straight that I injected directly into my stomach. Every other day we increased the dosage. We have not found the sweet spot yet. I say we because my endocrinologist and I are working very closely on this. Enough background. Let's take a look at the connection between high blood glucose, sugar, and nausea. Enteraid. While a company that deals with products to make you more comfortable while undergoing cancer treatment, neatly explains how nausea works. Nausea is controlled by a part of the autonomic nervous system which controls involuntary body functions, such as breathing or digestion. We already know that it could be a side effect of certain medications or pregnancy. Common knowledge also is that seasickness causes nausea. Medical News Today offers other explanations. Diabetes is a common cause of a digestive disorder called gastroparesis. Gastroparesis affects how the stomach contracts, meaning that food passes more slowly into the intestine. Pancreatitis occurs when the pancreas becomes swollen and inflamed. People living with diabetes have a higher risk of developing pancreatitis. Diabetic ketoacidosis occurs when blood sugar levels become very high, and ketones, Gale here, these are the byproducts when fat is broken down for energy build up to dangerous levels in the blood. It can be life-threatening and is a medical emergency. It would be a cosmic joke if the one-third of my pancreas still remaining after the distal pancreatectomy I underwent for pancreatic cancer were experiencing pancreatitis. That's just how my mind works, humor first. But I digress. So here I am with nausea. I know I can take the same antiemetic, anti-nausea and vomiting drug I took during chemotherapy but I do not want to add yet another drug to my regimen. Surely, there are home remedies. Oh look, the Cleveland Clinic suggests some ways to prevent nausea. If possible, I'd rather prevent than treat. Nausea can be prevented by eating small meals throughout the day instead of three large meals, eating slowly, avoiding hard-to-digest foods. Consuming foods that are cold or at room temperature to avoid becoming nauseated from the smell of hot or warm foods. Resting after eating and keeping your head elevated about 12 inches above your feet helps reduce nausea. If you feel nauseated when you wake up in the morning, eat some crackers before getting out of bed or eat a high-protein snack, lean meat or cheese, before going to bed. Drink liquids between Instead of during meals and drink at least six to eight eight-ounce glasses of water a day to prevent dehydration. Try to eat when you feel less nauseated. All right, that's good information but what if we miss our window to avoid nausea? How do we deal with it then? I went to my old favorite web MD for some suggestions. Home treatments can help relieve nausea. Drink water, sports drinks, or broths. Juices and soft drinks should be avoided. Eat is tolerated, but only light, bland foods, such as crackers or plain bread to begin with. If your nausea is chronic, you'll need to find a variety of vegetables and proteins that don't upset your stomach to maintain proper nutrition. Stay away from fried or greasy foods. Steer clear of sweets. Eat small meals and eat them slowly. Rest a while after eating with your head elevated. Don't forget that acupuncture and acupressure can be helpful for relieving nausea. Photo by Pressmaster on Pexels.com. I realize there are other causes of nausea I haven't mentioned. I did mention seasickness, but there's also car sickness, plane sickness, any kind of motion sickness. Then there's taking pills on an empty stomach. There is fastidious about this one, let's not forget eating too much or, conversely, eating too little. And, of course, drinking too much alcohol. What I find interesting is that too much or too little is unique to the person here's one you probably hadn't thought of as a cause of nausea, stress. Considering the state of the world today with COVID and its variants, I'm going to deal with this a bit. I went to Miltane, a Netherlands-based group devoted to eliminating stress in your life to see if I could find some information there. That the researchers suspect that depression and anxiety, gale yet again, anxiety is a reaction to stress, cause decreased activity of the vagus nerve, This is the cranial nerve that controls many of your intestinal processes. This nerve in your brain is also less active whenever you're anxious. This will cause you to feel nauseous, which causes your vagus nerve to be even less active. Your stomach produces less gastric acid in this stage and your stomach functioning is slowed down by the vomiting center in your brain. You produce more saliva to protect your teeth against the gastric acid and food is pushed back up from the duodenum. Gale again that is if the nausea process continues. I'm starting to think I have more information than I need for us to understand the connection between nausea and diabetes. So, I'll end here. Until next week. Keep living your life.